Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Quotable with Morgan and Dutch. I'm your host, Morgan. And I am not Morgan. And <laughs> what? <laughs> well, now that we have that established, we're going to do a movie that a lot of you may not have heard of. And to be honest with you, I just recently found out about this hidden gem of a flick. <laughs> uh, recently, thanks to Dutch, and uh, we watched it last weekend, and I gotta say, it was worth it. Yeah, an immediate fan. Yep, so let's get into it. The 1984 classic, maybe 86, who knows? You never know. Rustler's Rhapsody. So you're gonna have to take lead on this one, as previously discussed. Well, sir. <sighs> and And I'm just gonna input <laughs> things like... Mm-hmm, that's right. Oh, yeah, he sure did say that. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> oh, no doubt. I mean, uh, this is a... this. I, I love this movie. I've watched this movie ever since I was a little kid. Uh, this movie is fantastic because this was filmed way before the, you know, in, in, like people getting in their feelings and... That's what makes this this movie so great is because of everything that's done and said about this. And I'm pretty sure that I'm probably going to get little clips from this movie now that I'm talking about it. Because the one clip that uh, me and my dad always get is the scene with Blackie at the very beginning when he walks into the bar. And <laughs> easily probably one of the best scenes of the entire movie. Now for the record, Blackie is... A white gentleman. Yep. And he's not very friendly. <laughs> no, he is not. He just shoots people because I guess these people just need to be shot. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Any opportunity that he has to kill somebody, whether it just be they rub him the wrong way or they say something that he doesn't agree with, that's his resolution. Yeah. Now, uh, as a little insight to you people, uh, to everyone listening, is that this is kind of like a really? Western. You it's just a Western had this talk, man. And now you're gonna throw out you people. Yep. Come on, man. Uh, um, but it is uh, like a spaghetti Western spoof kind of movie. And you could almost imagine Mel Brooks <laughs> directing <Yes. laughs> this one. <laughs> but it's not as taboo, I guess, as uh, Blazing Saddles. Right. I do like the. Uh, when Blackie first comes in and that guy, or uh, it was the sheep herders, and he was, I smell sheep. <laughs> and everyone moves and he is like, listen, Blackie, he's like, I'm I'm not armed. And he's like, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. So he just shoots him and kills him. But then the other guy chimes in and he was like, you know, Blackie, he's like, you can kill me too if you want to. He's like, but this is the kind of action that drives down property value <laughs> So he shoots and kills him too. And then he's like, sorry about that saloon owner. And then the guy's just like, oh no, it's it's okay, Blackie. Since it's Tuesday, have a free drink. And then the sheriff chimes, he chimes in with the sheriff too. And he's like, sorry, sheriff. And he was like, oh yeah, no need to apologize. He's like, these guys were just driving you crazy. It's like, <laughs> honestly, I don't know how you put up with it. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a, a funny moment. Because uh, you can tell that people are just afraid of him. Yes. So they'll do whatever they can to stay on his good side. <laughs> even though sometimes when they try that, it still rubs him the wrong way. Yeah. But uh, that that whole scene when uh, Rex O'Hurlihan, who's played by Tom Berenger, finally chimes in. And the only reason he chimes in is because uh, he saw Mary Lou Henner's character 
Um, I can't, I can't remember. It was a uh, Miss Tracy, Miss Tracy. And, uh, he, <laughs> when, uh, she was like, Blackie, you're out of line. And then Blackie's little sidekick henchman just chimes in. And he was like, what do you know? You're just a prostitute. It's like someone that sells their body to any man with a wherewithal and means to pay for atten- attention. And he's just like, all right, that's it. I've had enough of this kind of talk. <laughs> But thanks a lot, Captain Obvious. Yeah, but then Blackie chimes in. And he's like, "What in the hell are you?" Yeah, because uh, Rex O'Hurlan has because uh, he comes in after Rex, right? Yes. Um, Rex, who's played by Tom Berenger, he's the main character of the story. And if you recognize the last name, it might be because you watched our dodgeball episode. You watched our dodgeball podcast episode. Yes, <laughs> you watched it on Spotify. <laughs> and uh, Dutch kept saying Patches O'Herlihan because he was confusing the two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he he wears very effeminate clothing. Yeah, I don't want to say flamboyant. Yeah, but effeminate. Yeah. Kind of flowery, kind of real colorful. Definitely. You look like one of those guys who's attracted to other men. Once so. again, thanks a lot, <laughs> Captain Obvious. That's right, Chimpson. Attracted to other men. But, uh, but yeah, he is, he he doesn't come across as a, like a very rugged cowboy, right? Even though he can hold his own with he, the pistol, he can. And but he does give him fair warning because he was like, "I just want you to know, you or your men draw on me. I'll shoot each of you in the hand." Like, in the hand it's like not in the chest or the face it's like nope only in the hand oh I don't like the thought of being shot in the hand then go home Blackie <laughs> go home yeah and see someone about your hearing <laughs> oh my god then, uh, good stuff but I like when uh when Rex orders his drink yeah you know cause he goes and he, he didn't have the intention of drinking any alcohol but Based yeah. on the the type of town this was, have a sarsaparilla. And the guy's just the bartender's just staring at him. It's like, uh, is this one of those really tough bars? And the bartender nods his head, and he was like, "All right, and give me a glass of gin with a doesn't human say, hair." Doesn't he it. say warm gin? Yeah, warm glass of gin with a human hair in it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the town drunk though when he comes up and he's uh, played by G.W. Bailey, and he was like, "Hey, yeah, you new in town? I don't tell you what's going on." <laughs> and then he, he takes Rex's drink, and every time he drinks it, he always does this weird face where he's like, like has to stick his tongue out a couple times, I guess, just to get used to it. But he's always like, like he's psyching himself up for uh, because he knows it's going to be harsh. Yeah. So every time he takes a drink, he's just like. And then when he orders another drink, he's like, hold the hair. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't even, I hate the thought of any hair being in my mouth. I don't care whose hair it is. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, I mean, there are nods to other movies, uh, other Westerns in this, in this movie. There's the scene where him and, uh, well, the town drunk wants to become Rex's sidekick. So Rex tells him, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you under my wing and show you what it's like to be a sidekick. But when they go jumping off the cliff, that's kind of a, a nod to, uh, to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Which I still haven't watched. 
Yep. Yep. Well, we're we're gonna learn you today. It's gonna well, happen. not today, but no, we don't have that kind of time. No, no, <laughs> we never have that kind of time. Have you lost your bearings? <laughs> <laughs> no. So there are a bunch of funny scenes in this movie, and then uh, you know, he does shoot everyone in the hands, and he's at his campsite, and the colonel who's played by Andy Griffith, sends his men out to his campsite, and he was like, all right, just show up at his campsite and, you know, kill him. So they go out there. Well, the reason they want to kill him is because they are basically blaming him for killing Blackie. Yes. Who, when was, it was, who was actually killed by his own men. Yes. Because they panicked <laughs> after being... And shot Blackie in the back. Yep. Which I love it when they're explaining to the colonel how Blackie died. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, he shot Blackie in the back. And then they're like, yeah, and he got everyone in the bar to say that we did it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, well, then he's a coward and a liar. But I do like Andy Griffith's character, how, like, effeminate he is. Yes. Um, All right, just... And, I mean, I'm really sorry, guys, but this is a line from the movie. uh Uh-oh, I feel like like I'm not to pull out the censor button here. (laughs) Throw another fag on the fire. It's like... I'm sorry, Colonel. And he's like, a log. Throw another log on the fire. Gee whiz. Gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't realize that's what he was going for. Right. Like, <laughs> it, when the movie first began. But, you know, you can tell that he was making certain comments that lead that led towards him being one of those kind of men that is attracted to other men. Right. <laughs> But uh, when even he sends- like well, like Blackie, because they they took him into the colonel's house. Yeah, after and- he had died, they brought him back to the colonel's house and on his had new him couch. There. Yeah, and he was like, "So, this man, you say, shot Blackie in the back, and then you just decided to bring him here and put him on the family sofa." And they're like, "Well, we didn't know what to do with him." And he was like, "You bury him." It's like that's what you do when someone dies. Gee, Gee whiz! whiz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bleeding all over his couch and everything. But yeah. he's ser- clearly upset about Blackie being shot because he's like, yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was my man. best man. And he was like, yeah, uh, like, could, I am gonna miss Blackie. He, he could feel. <laughs> he could he touch. Could touch. <laughs> like, uh. But I do like it when he's telling him he's like, he was my best man. He's like, I'm gonna miss Blackie. Always getting mad and just killing people. <laughs> You're going to miss that? Yeah. But then his daughter comes down and, and then she's like, oh, daddy, can I have wildfire? And he's like, I don't know, honey. Wildfire's a lot of horse. And he's like, yeah, I was just telling the men here what to do with Blackie. You know, now he's dead. And she was like, oh, but daddy, I've always wanted him to be my very own horse. I just love wildfire. And then he was like, all right, honey, go ahead. And then she was like, oh, thank you, daddy. And she was like, wait, Blackie's dead? It's like, yeah, yeah, he's right there, dead, on the couch. Like, totally, she's a, totally oblivious to this, <laughs> this whole time. So she gets upset, and then she, you know, she's crying over Blackie. And, and he's, he's like, you dated and she was like oh dated daddy we did, did everything, everything together, together. <laughs> everything and he was like oh my god she's like he could feel he, he could, could touch, touch. <laughs> oh my god gee we <laughs> i do uh right before that he does tell his men he was like all right i need you to take care of this man 
And they're like, sir, what do you mean? And he was like, kill him. End his life. That's what I mean when I say take care of someone. But then when his daughter's breaking down and crying over Blackie, he was like, all right, man, take care of her. So they pull out their guns to to kill her. And he's like, no, I mean, take her upstairs. Gee whiz. They're not too bright. No, no, they aren't. But um, I like when the town drunk and his name escapes me because this is a new movie for me. Yeah. Um, He's walking around outside with Rex and he's explaining to him like all the stuff that goes on in this town. He's like, I've been in towns exactly like this. Yeah. And then he's trying to, you know, find out, well, in this, this other town that you're talking about, he was like, we got one town, one thing that one town doesn't. He was like, we got, and he was like, a railroad coming through. And he's like, all Western towns have the railroad coming through. And he's like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the blacksmith. Yeah. He was like, is he a really nice hearted guy? He's like, and only gets mad when his shop burns down. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, and I bet the colonel's a mean stuck up guy. Has a, 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 no, it wasn't the colonel. It was uh, the postman, I think. Or the postmaster general, or something like that. But he was naming everything, and then uh, the drunk's name is Peter. And Peter's like, "Well, all these towns have a town drunk." He's like, "No, come to think of it, he's like you're the first one I've ever met." He's like, "Oh, come on now." And he's like, "No, that's right, partner. You're I, the only one." I get a feeling that he only did that to sympathize with. Him. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that was kind of a more genuine thing. Like he was probably the first town drunk. I don't know. Just the, the way that he said it, it made it seem like, you know what? He wants there to be something unique about this specific town. He's like, let me just let him have this one. Well, <laughs> you know? When in Rome. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I do like his theme song. Is the Yodelay, Yodelay, I ride alone. But then Peter's telling him, he was like, oh, no. He's like, yeah, I could be your sidekick. He was like, no, nah, even my theme song says it. He's like, Yodelahi, Yodelahi, I ride alone. Just change it. It's like, what do you mean change it? What? No. It took me four years to get that right. It, it did? did? <laughs> <laughs> I like, well, he's got the campsite with, you know, all of his stuff set up. It's always just outside of town. And uh, for the amount of outfits that he changes into, there's no way they all fit into that little cabinet that he's got. No, no. But it's... It makes for great TV. He never. It's like he never wears the same outfit twice. Never. It's just weird. I do like the showdown between him and uh, Bob. And when uh, when Peter tells him, like, you know, because Rex is uh, kind of put off by something. I guess you can just tell, like, something's not sitting right with him. And he doesn't really know exactly what it is. So he sees this guy coming into town. He's kind of watching him a little bit. And when he gets back to his campsite, the girls are there. The general's daughter and Miss Tracy are there with Peter. And they're all hanging out and having a, you know, the root. Yeah, which, it is a reference to drug. And yes. this root. It just kind of looks like a sweet potato. Some, <laughs> yeah. But apparently it makes you feel... Pretty good. Oh, Root's kicking in now. Really feeling it. When they, Yeah, like at the very beginning of the movie, he's playing his song. He's eating the Root. Yeah. And then it just <laughs> kicks up a notch. Yep. It does. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> then, uh, but they're, you know, they all had a Root. And he's like, oh, yeah, my Root's okay, great. And he was like, well, if you'll excuse me, some of us have a gunfight tomorrow. 
But then when Peter goes and talks to him, he's like, I hope you shoot Mr. Bob right in both hands. And he was like, Mr. Bob? He was like, it's not bad Bob Barker or, you know, killer Bob Barker. And he was like, no, no, just just Bob. So when he meets him, it's a good guy versus a good guy. And that's where, like, that's the feeling that Rex had where it's like, oh, no. He I've starts met my match. Starting to question if he really is good. Yeah. Um, Which I love that Bob Barker is played by uh, Patrick Wayne, John Wayne's son. And I I didn't even know that's who that was. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even know that John Wayne had a kid. To be uh, honest with so, you, and then like thirteen or fourteen kids, if I'm not mistaken. He gets around. <laughs> well, no, it was with one woman, like a well, record. Maybe six. I'm not sure. Well, they got around <laughs> every room in the house. Nah, <laughs> but he was great because when he was like, "Well, you know, I mean, I'm," he's like, "I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to shoot the guns out of your hands." But they're trying to find out which one is going to be the most good. Right, because neither one of them were quote-unquote bad. Right. And good always beats bad, apparently. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In westerns, at least. So he tells him, he was like, no, you can't beat me, Bob. He's like, I'm a good guy. He's like, I'm the most good good guy. You work for the colonel, that makes you the most bad good guy. (laughs) And he's like, no. He's like, well, uh, you've had the company of young ladies out to your campsite. And uh, you're not married. He's like, you're in your 30s. It's like, I think I'm more good than you. Think hey, Doesn't he also mention the root? He, yeah. He was like doing drug. He was like, you were obviously doing drugs. And he was like, well, no, no, it's not like that. <laughs> it's like, well, they were eating Wait roots. But I do like it when he's telling them. It's like, you have to be a confident heterosexual man. And he was like, Wait, uh, and then Rex is confused. He's like, confident heterosexual he's like thought it was just heterosexual and he's like no no it's it's confident heterosexual and he's like oh you're sure about that he's like yeah yeah i'm sure it's like oh okay and they're like okay well we'll just count down from five and whoever draws first so he's like we'll just draw at the same time he's like okay and he's like five four he's like not confident you said right he's like yep confident three and he's like i can't I fight know. i can't fight you today yeah maybe maybe tomorrow <laughs> maybe or tomorrow thursday like, yeah thursday thursday's good <laughs> thursday i don't have anything going on on thursday <laughs> easily one of the funniest parts right after that though is because he had fired peter from being the sidekick so peter was back in town as the drunk and as he's leaving everybody in the town just comes out of nowhere calling rex a coward that he's a disgrace people are calling him names, spitting on him. I think one person calls him a queer <laughs> or something. <laughs> so Peter gets mad and he's like, hey, he's like, hey, you can't talk to my friend like that. So he grabs this guy and pulls him around. He's like, oh, nope, because he instantly realizes, hey, this guy's a lot bigger than I am. And he's like, all right, uh, sorry, man, I thought you were someone else. And then goes and grabs a little girl and he's like, you can't talk to my friend like that. And, and she socks him right in the face. Decks him and he falls through a window. <laughs> So I like when he, when uh, Colonel's daughter gets dragged around by wildfire, like all yeah. night long. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how many hours this happened. It was, uh, uh, Well, it easily happened the night before, and then it's supposed to be, I think, like the next afternoon. So you have to think at least 16, 17 hours. And <laughs> here she goes just straight through Rex's campsite. 
Yeah, so he was able to help stop the horse. Right. You know, get her cut free. After being dragged in the desert for a half a day. Right. She's got one little smudge on her face. I do like it when she was like, where am I? Where am I? And he was like, oh, you're... I can't remember exactly where he's... He was like Nova Scotia or, or New she, Zealand. She said... Uh, oh, she was like, yeah, that's right. He was that's like, right. you're in a small town just outside of New Zealand. She's like, really? And he was like, no, you're like a mile outside of town. She's like, like oh, are you teasing me? Yeah, you drag for 18 hours and you're only a mile away. Yes. <laughs> Even at one horsepower, you would be a lot farther than that. But yes, he admits to teasing her and yeah. she's like, I like that. <laughs> I do, when he gets off the horse, when he gets back to his campsite, I do this a lot. And I don't think a lot of people ever notice, but when someone throws like a, like a cigarette down or uh like if they light something and they've just... What in the hell is going on outside, man? <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> um, but if someone like throws a cigarette or like drops a match or something, I always go... <laughs> like something just instantly caught on fire. And I get it from that scene. Yep. There, uh -oh. goes, there goes the sheriff. Well, they found us. <laughs> we are legally podcasting, everybody. Podcast out.